He was hilarious and fast and so brave. The bravest person I've ever met. Jean and Raziel Ziesman have spent the last seven months regularly visiting their only son Liam's grave in Toronto. He died in January. He was a straight-A student. He was a cancer survivor. He had just finished his first semester at Brock University. Liam was 19. Aside from their unimaginable grief, the Ziesmans have also been embroiled in a legal fight with the Benjamins Funeral Home, the Jewish company that handled the burial. Their dispute is over what the Ziesmans claim were misleading sales tactics during their deepest moment of despair. According to Jewish custom, burials have to take place as quickly after death as possible, usually within 24 hours. So the Ziesmans logged onto a Zoom call with the funeral home to book the details. They were offered a range of services, including the use of the Benjamins Foundation. Here's how that works. Because many families like the Ziesmans are too overwhelmed with grief to think about what charities they want to direct donations of money that come into, Benjamins suggested they set up a temporary trust fund in Liam's name through the Family Foundation. That information then gets published in the online obituary and people can make donations. What's in the fine print, though, is that Benjamins keeps 10% of that donation money for administrative costs. The Ziesmans say they were never told about this policy. They discovered it only after the shiva ended, and they were upset that Benjamins would have kept 10% of the thousands of dollars that were donated in Liam's name. So the family put their son's fund on hold, and they launched a formal complaint to Benjamins, but it didn't get resolved. Benjamins has been operating this foundation that way ever since it was created nearly 40 years ago. In the past decade, Benjamins has transferred over $3 million through its family foundation to charities of the mourner's choice, minus the admin fees. The Zismans took their complaint to the Ontario body that regulates funeral home operators, and they've also launched a lawsuit against Benjamins in an Ontario court. It is for Liam that we're here, because it would have been easier to say, yeah, yeah, let's, it's just 10%, let's go with it, you know, let's get on with it. And no, Liam, we would have betrayed Liam had we, had we looked the other way. And it's, 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 it's shameful for the Jewish community to be suffering. We are members of the community. Uh, it's wrong. It's just wrong. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Tuesday, August the 2nd, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. <music> The Benjamin Foundation's website says it's permitted under Canadian law to deduct up to 20% in admin fees. We checked with the Canada Revenue Agency and they said that is not true because there is no law setting out a maximum of what a charity can charge. Nevertheless, the foundation's 10% admin fee is among the highest charged by similar foundations and charities in Canada. For example, Canada Helps charges only between 2 and 4%. The Jewish Community Foundations in Toronto and Manitoba charge between nothing and 1%. Coming up, you'll hear my interview with the Ziesmans and also Benjamin's side of the story. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Abe Train in downtown Toronto, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. Thousands of people have been paying their respects over the long weekend to the family of the late Dr. Candice Naiman. She was 27. She was a pediatrician working at McMaster's Children's Hospital in Hamilton. She died last week after suffering a medical incident while competing in a triathlon in Lake Ontario off Toronto. Her family was able to follow her wishes and donated some of her organs to four people. 
Naaman had attended Queen's University, where she'd been active in the Hillel. Ottawa's Chabad Student Center urged everyone to light Shabbat candles for Candace. She leaves behind her parents, a brother and sister, and her partner. And now here's my interview with Raziel and Jean Zisman. Welcome to the CJN Daily, and I'm so sorry for your loss. So I want to ask you if you would like to share uh, why you are taking this action. Why are we here? Our son passed away in the early hours of January 3rd. And we were in a complete state of bewilderment and shock after we had a few hours. And then we had to begin funeral arrangements. So that all happens, and it's on Zoom. And uh, Michael Benjamin goes through all the services. You pay this, you scroll through the casket on Zoom. And, you know, you ask for the price, you say, no, yes, no, yes, no. And at the end, uh, and you have the amount, eventually, what it amounts to, 12000 something. And uh, he says, you know, you need to write an obituary. And he said, do, do you, which charities? We, we had in mind which charities, because Liam was a cancer survivor, and there's a couple of charities that were very kind to him. And uh, he said, you know, you can... You can uh, Put up on the on the on, on his obituary. You can say, uh, you know, Liam Jacobs is from Memorial Fund, and we'll put it for the foundation, and, and that was that. So, and then, she, so I get two two PDFs, fifty pages in total, his price list and this OBA document I've never seen before, and then I get an email saying you docu signed the document. So I I opened it, checked that the number corresponds to the number we agreed on the on the Zoom call, and I just quickly signed everything. And the very same day, we send an obituary. We selected the two charities, which are uh, High Lifeline and uh, Town Quality, and drafted the obituary, sent it to Benjamin's with the links for them to donate directly. Next day, the staff at Benjamin's, the staff on duty are very kind, very professional. So they, uh, they, they put the place for the Shiva, and uh, I exchanged lots of emails with the lady there. Uh, and uh, they changed, they, they, they inserted the, uh, they removed the links to the charities from the draft I sent, and then they inserted the one for, for Benjamin, for the uh, Benjamin Foundation. And we thought it's fine, because we never, we hadn't been told there's a charge, they charge anything, it was just a convenient thing for them to do. Shiva uh, ends, and I called, I called Benjamin and I asked, uh, I, to the lady I was dealing with, you know, have there any been any donations? I have no idea. Like, what, what's happened? Yeah, sure, there have been. And uh, and uh, can I get an accounting? Well, you should talk to this this lady that looks after the, the, the foundation. So I said, could I have an accounting? And she said, no, no, we don't give an accounting. What do you mean you don't give an accounting? And then she said, I asked at the end, uh, it's, by the way, that, do you charge anything for me? Yeah, yeah, we charge 10%. What do you mean 10%? So um, Michael Benjamin called and he, Raziel asked him about the 10% and said, you know, you didn't mention it on the call. And Michael Benjamin said, you know, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. And I was there and I said, no, actually, you did not. I'm very clear on that. And he said, well, it's in the contract. And the way it was said with, in terms of, of the speed of response and the brusqueness of it in his voice was literally like a sucker punch. We were just floored that having 
placed our trust to put our son to rest and to honor his memory through these through these charities that the response was so callous and essentially not taking into consideration what it what it could mean to uh, to to us and, and to um, to families of these charities. A lot of charities have administration fees, and we all know about that. They have to pay their staff. They have to pay for mailing. So what is the, what's the big problem with this? No, there's no justification for taking 10%. Like the Benjamins Foundation makes it very clear, and so did Michael Benjamin in correspondence later with, uh, with our lawyer. Uh, they boast about that they've, they've, as part of the services the Benjamin, uh, Benjamins provides, they created a foundation to allow grieving families who are too much in shock to figure out or things happen suddenly, as in our case, it, it may take them a few months to figure out which charity they want funds, and they need they need a bucket for people to deposit money. I mean, I understand that perfectly well. But there are two things that you need to communicate to the, to the clients that you're going to take 10% for that service. And the donors. And, and, uh, and also, in our case, that uh, raison d'etre, for the, uh, for the foundation did not apply because Benjamin knew that very same day my son died, I sent an obituary with the names of the two charities. There's no reason whatsoever to run it through the foundation. None. Yet they, they, they changed and removed the links to the two charities and put them in. And of course, we did not uh, see anything wrong because we were not told there would be any charges. Those people that found out there was a 10% were very taken aback. Some people were upset because rightly so, it's their money and this is the way that they would want to honor Liam's name and memory. And they felt that that was somehow sullied and, and reduced by, by taking away 10% of their donation. If those donations were great or small is irrelevant. The fact that they wanted to put their money, their earned, hard-earned money towards this memorial is, was reduced and they, they, they had no idea. So you're saying that this is bad uh, consumer um, behavior for a trusted business that basically looks after the Jewish community in Toronto for generations. It's horrid. It, it, it's not fair. It's not right. The one person, I would ask Liam, Liam, how would you feel if people donated in your name? If these people step in and took 10% of the money that goes to two charities that helped you so much when you, you, you had cancer? How would you feel? He was always one for fairness and justice, always, and, and honesty. He was brutally honest, and this is what he stood for, and this is what he was against in this world, things like this. The last thing we want to be doing is sitting here with you talking about this. We want to grieve. I'm doing something that broke uh, in the fall in his memory. Uh, I want to do positive things, but this is a positive thing because it's for the benefit of the community, but it is something that was forced upon us. This past Thursday, the Ziesmans learned they had won their first case. The Ontario Bereavement Authority that oversees the funeral industry in the province sided with them, and it ordered Benjamins to release all the donation money that was made in Liam's name to his two favourite charities. The ruling also found the president, Michael Benjamin, didn't disclose the information about the 10% during the Zoom call, but he should have, because it wasn't in any of the price lists and is pretty hard to find on the website. 
The bereavement authority also ordered Benjamins to be more transparent in its sales techniques going forward. The admin fee now has to be on every obituary that uses the foundation. It has to be on all price lists. It has to be clearly marked and findable on the website. And Benjamins has to tell everyone that it owns two of the three Jewish funeral homes in Toronto. The other one is Hebrew Basic Burial. It isn't clear if Benjamins will appeal. Michael Benjamin declined to be interviewed on air, but in a written email to me before the ruling came out, he said they've never had a legal problem with their foundation like this before. He says the foundation actually loses money, and so the family adds about fifty dollars to $150,000 of its own money every year to the coffers to keep it afloat. It's not clear if Benjamins will now lower admin fees for everyone going forward. Right now, the ruling only applies to the Ziesman case. There is still a court case pending. The Ziesmans said they tried to cancel the foundation part of their contract after Liam died because they didn't need it, but they were told that because they'd signed the burial contract and the funeral had already taken place, the document was legally binding. Last week's ruling says the Ziesmans were partly responsible because they didn't read the contract carefully. And it warns others in the same position to make sure they have a trusted friend or an advisor read through funeral contracts before they sign them. The family's lawyer, Kip Dexel, says that's good advice for others to avoid similar tragic situations. This is a, is a scenario of one layer of awfulness just added on top of another. I mean, the awfulness of having lost their son under those circumstances, the awfulness of the miscommunication, the awfulness of, of Benjamin's not having rectified it and the awfulness of them still being there such that we have to have to still report. So it's just, it's layers of awfulness. The Toronto Board of Rabbis declined to comment on the case. They say it wouldn't be in their interests to do so, but suggested that sometimes grieving families take out their emotions on the funeral home. At least three prominent Toronto rabbis also had plenty to say about this 10% practice. One actually called me to urge me to do a story, but then wouldn't go on the record. This rabbi said, quote, you can't be a rabbi in this city and have a bad relationship with Michael Benjamin, unquote. Doing funerals is a source of income for rabbis. In Toronto, the rabbis now get paid $900 for a complete funeral, including chapel and burial, when the deceased didn't have their own rabbi or synagogue. Sources say nearly two out of every three funerals is done this way, with a freelance rabbi off a call list from the funeral homes. The Ziesmans say they're very happy with the outcome of their complaint because now the Jewish community will have transparency. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia integrity, community, quality, and customer care. If you want to know more about this story, check the website of the CJN. There are links in our show notes to read Liam Ziesman's obituary. If you want to get in touch with me with your thoughts about this story, you can email me at ebessner at thecjn.ca. Thanks for listening to the CJN Daily. Mm-hmm.